This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Welcome to episode 225 of At 10 G3R. My name is Tim, and joining me as always is Dane. Dane, how's it going? I know we missed our normally scheduled recording, so this is a bit of a delayed episode. Sorry about that, everyone who's still listening. But um, life kind of got in the way uh, in our schedules to record two weeks ago. But uh, we're trying to squeeze in another one today, so glad to be back recording. So, Dane, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, you know. We, we got a bunch of new video games announced. Um, Star Wars Visions is coming mm-hmm. or is out now. Uh, let's see what else, Tim. We got the latest issue of TMNT: The Last Ronin, which right. we know from <laughs> the, by the time we got the last issue, it was a long wait. But <laughs> um, boy, is it worth it? Which we'll get into in a bit. But <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that, I mean that was my big question. Like since these. Uh, issues are so far apart is it worth it <laughs> yeah is it worth the wait? and apparently it is so yeah i know you haven't read it yet so I'll, yeah. for this one i'm going to keep it spoiler free for the most part because i know you and me love this issue i hate to spoil it for you if you haven't read it yeah. yet but also dane happy belated batman day which was last week oh yeah which yeah I'm, i forgot about that i'm glad it looks like now i think we kind of got a, a set not like an exact date, but I think for the last couple of years, it's been on like the third or second week of a sat- of September, like the Saturday of September now, which hopefully can kind of get in a consistent <laughs> annual time for Batman days in September. Cause I know it's kind of all over the place when they first started this thing, but the last couple of years it's been September, which is nice. So um, got a couple of not huge things or announcements dropped, but of course some of the big teases we got were for the Batman from Matt Reeves and, Michael Giacchino, I don't know if you saw uh, both of those, but but Matt Reeves just sent a, just a little show, photo, I guess, in the editing room to wish everyone a happy Batman day. And you could see on their monitors a new shot of Robert Pattinson's Batman holding up his the bat grapple gun ready to fire. And it wasn't a close-up clear shot, but still seeing that looked awesome. <laughs> just getting uh, be more excited to see more of it, which we will at DC Fandom just in a couple of weeks, which is cool. But also, too, was Michael Giacchino showing about 30 seconds to a minute clip of the orchestra as he's scoring the movie, playing 
the new theme that we got a glimpse of in that very first teaser that revealed the suit but it sounds really cool it's a new theme that look everyone's i think excited for it had a great reaction on social media just hearing it myself just this sounds like it's going to be a cool new batman theme that sounds different from what we've heard before from uh, Danny Elfman and Hans Zimmer, uh, but it's gonna sounds like it's gonna fit this version of Batman in the tone of the movie. So that was cool to get, just some short, small little teases uh, for the Batman on Batman Day. So I don't know if you had a chance to check those out, Dane, but if anything, just check out the little piece of the score because um, it sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can't go wrong with Mike uh, Michael Giacchino because he did such a great job with uh, Rogue One. Or at least I think he did. Oh, yeah, he did great, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I always appreciate I, about his Rogue One score, just how fast he did it, too, because he kind of got brought on board last minute. And oh, really? Who, yeah, who he was, was able to turn to out the score that good, yeah. Oh. Because who, who was supposed to be doing it? I don't remember his name, but it's someone that Gareth Edwards worked with on the first Godzilla movie. Um, um, so I forget exactly the reason why, if he had to drop out, but... Um, it was, I think it definitely worked out for the best because I I agree with you. Rogue yeah. One has a great score. I think yeah. <laughs> I remember Michael Giacchino kind of went into an interview about it. Uh, he said something funny, but probably was accurate. Where he, saying how I don't know how I'm going to do this like <laughs> in a short amount of time, but like he said, his brother says, "What are you talking about? You've been preparing to score a Star Wars movie your entire life. Like <laughs> you're going to do great." And it turned out to be true because it has a lot of great themes in Rogue One. Especially during the end sequence in the Battle of Scarif. There's a lot of great themes that play out there. Then you got Jin's theme. That's really great. So, yeah. <laughs> the, Jetta, Jetta, the Jetta theme. Yep. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Um, yeah, I got to hear that. Uh, I, I only saw the picture. Um, uh, Matt Reeves' picture. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like, h- how long does it take to edit a movie? It, it must <laughs> take a really long time, right? Yeah, because, I think if you're this movie isn't coming out till what twenty late twenty twenty two? No, actually early twenty twenty two. Should be March. Oh, early. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, it, it sucks to think about that. We would just be a couple of weeks away from it right now <laughs> if the pandemic didn't hit and everything got delayed. It's supposed to be October twenty twenty one. Right. Well, I mean, I, I guess it's a good thing we're not a Top Gun fan or a That's true. <laughs> uh, James Bond fan. I, those movies have been delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. Yeah, I think yeah. Top Gun is probably the one I think that's seen the most delays because yeah. now it's not coming out till next summer. It was supposed to originally come out in 2020, but yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I like the original Top Gun, but man, <laughs> to have it be delayed <laughs> that much. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I didn't know you liked the original uh, Top Gun. Yeah, I always liked it. I, I was... I've seen it when I was a young kid, but um, I haven't watched it in a while. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be one of those movies where there's going to be certain things that just you just kind of have to roll with and have fun with. But <laughs> still, it'll space. still be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Going to space. Uh, what else? Oh, the fact that uh, Maverick is still at it at his age. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. Tom Cruise is doing some crazy stunt at his age, so <laughs> maybe oh, yeah, makes that bad for Cruise too. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, are are, are they? Because if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, in the first Top Gun, they're just doing practices, right? Yeah, for the majority of the movie, but I think like the final action sequence at the end, they're fighting real pilots. 
if I remember uh, right. But I believe that's the case. Okay. I wonder, I wonder how they're going to fit this into the, the new one. Like, is, is it going to be like a war? Or are we just practicing again? I think I, if I remember the description, it's supposed to deal with like drone pilots and ships and all that. But yeah, really? I, I think that's going to be the plot of it. <laughs> Which I, I remember that movie that came out like 16 years ago. Uh, stealth was, I think it was Jamie Foxx was in it. Yeah. It had to deal with the same thing with drone pilots and all that. <laughs> it just made yeah. me think, did they really do a storyline like that for this, this type of movie? Oh, so it's kind of going to be kind of a thing where it's like, we have this new technology called drones, right? Sound or like not that, so yeah. new. And then, but like, there's always going to be a need for mavericks, I guess. Yeah, say. like our human pilots, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope uh, there's a little more to it than that, because that just sounds so generic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the guy from um, that uh, Fantastic Four remake, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Miles Teller, I think his name is. Okay, is he? I wasn't aware. I just know yeah. Tom Cruise is back, and I believe too they got uh, Val Kilmer to be a part of it. Oh, um, really? Yeah, in a small way. Because I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to be. Because obviously we know Val Kilmer's health um, isn't good anymore, unfortunately. But I don't know when they were filming if it was as bad as it was now, or if it was something that he was still able to do while he was sick. But um, that's cool. They still got to use him though, if, even if it is in a small cameo or something. It's good that I was able to get him back for that. What about uh, Goose? Are they gonna <laughs> bring him back, back from the dead? <laughs> <laughs> or like his kids? Yeah, kid. I was thinking. That. I wonder if they're gonna do something where like his kids a new pilot now. Maybe Maverick's mentoring yeah. him. Yeah. Oh. I I guess we'll find out in the summer of 2022. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe they're waiting that long. I don't know why they just don't release it on like HBO Max or whatever. I know, because I get it, because so many big movies have seen the release on digital as well for theaters, but it's like, yeah, I know Top Gun was a popular movie, but is it really going to be that big to have to keep it for theaters for this long? <laughs> it's almost, or I could see, on the other hand, where they're thinking, well, we waited this long to do a sequel for it. What's another two years <laughs> or so? The people who are going to see it back in 2020, who are big Top Gun fans, are still going to see it when it comes out in 2022 maybe it's that tom cruise appeal maybe like you know if the pandemic has sort of died down by tw- summer 2022 mm-hmm. uh, you know people will go to the theater to see anything tom cruise yeah right? yeah the next yeah. mission impossible should be out i've i know it's definitely 2022 but i don't know if it's early summer or late 2022 for the next mission impossible so it should be a big year for tom cruise in 2022 <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that Mission Impossible. Yeah, I just like a few months ago, I just did a rewatch of, well, I shouldn't say rewatch because a lot of the movies I've never seen before, <laughs> but I did watch the entire series um, all the way through. Yeah, it was, they're really good. Like, I just felt I've been yeah. missing out on <laughs> that franchise like for the last 10 years or so. I mean, the first two are definitely movies of their time, especially uh, the second one and the very early 2000 and the first one in 96 but the first one still holds up pretty good the second one like it didn't really quite feel like the rest of the movies but once mission impossible 3 hit and the ones that followed afterwards that's where i think it just got really consistently um 
all the movies were good. So the third one is my favorite, the one by JJ, which kind of reignited the whole franchise and continued on from there. But yeah, I'm def- it's to a point now after I see it where, yeah, I'll probably see the next two. Cause I believe they're filming two of them back to back. I'll probably go see those in the theaters now after how good the last few ones were. Yeah, I remember liking, uh, I can't remember the name of it, uh, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, I really like that one yeah. a lot. That's the one they're in the, the Dubai Tower. And then yeah. They try to trick the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I remember liking that one. Yeah, then the, the last one too. I had some of the like, best action sequences filmed in IMAX. And it looked really great. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those ones too where on the 4K disc, like the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, where when the IMAX sequences, the screen fills up and it just looks incredible. <laughs> Seeing it that way, so that was cool to see too on the last one. Is the last one the one with uh, Henry Cavill? Yeah. Uh-huh. The yeah, one that man, started the like, whole mustache debacle. Yeah, mustache. <laughs> right, they're like skydiving, right? And then uh, Cavill passes out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise has the same. Yeah, that scene was like great in IMAX. Not, or shot in IMAX. Because I didn't see it in IMAX yeah. theaters, but just on the 4K disc, man, it looks incredible. Yeah. So yeah, that's our yeah. movies <laughs> to look forward to in 2022 by Tom Cruise. <laughs> but... Yeah. And when is that uh, James Bond one coming out? I think that's finally so coming out in a couple of right? weeks in October. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw like a bunch of Daniel Craig promotional stuff. I was yeah. like, oh, so he, uh, that movie's coming out pretty soon. Finally. <laughs> yeah. That, maybe that should be another movie series I watch for the first time because I've never seen the Daniel Craig Bond films and I've heard they're really good. But... Yeah, I like them. Uh, except for that second one that he did. Which that's what I heard. He did. Yeah, uh, yeah, Quantum of Solace, I think that is. Yeah, Quantum of Solace, but er- all the other ones are really good. I I really like Casino Royale. Uh, yeah, I heard that one's good. That's supposed to be kind of like the James Bond origin story, isn't it? Because I know that's the first book written. Yeah, yeah, because he he, he doesn't even have uh, his or in the beginning of the movie he attains his double O oh, okay. status. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that one is really good. And uh, Skyfall, of course, is really good. Um, probably, uh, yeah, pr- probably those two movies are my favorite Bond movies. Uh, but again, that's from a person that isn't really a fan or doesn't really <laughs> know like history of the Bond movies. But yeah. And to be honest, I'm, the only reason where I got in really to see some of the Bond films, mainly the Pierce Brosnan one, was because how much I love GoldenEye on N64. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. I played that before I even saw the movie, that that made me want to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, like I had zero interest in, in uh, James Bond whatsoever, but then you played uh, GoldenEye, and then you have to see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like that movie, too. I haven't seen a whole ton of James Bond's movies, but that one is my favorite. I hardly remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, spo- spoiler alert, Sean Bean's in it, and he dies. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he plays a Russian, right? Uh, I don't know if he's a Russian, but... Oh, he's... no, no, he plays he plays a, another agent. Yeah, he's another right? 006. Oh, 006. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, that, that one begins in, in the damn level, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the game follows the progression of the movie's story 
in environments and locations pretty seamlessly. Yeah. Yeah, I I really hope they repaint uh Goldeneye. I know it's like uh, one of, that's like one of those gaming wishful uh, things you, that you want to happen so bad, but it's like seems impossible to get together because of all the different companies that hold the rights or licenses to it. That it just so seems so hard to get right because you know Nintendo tried to do it before, where they remade yeah. it, but they made it with the Daniel Craig Bond, and it just wasn't the same and <laughs> didn't play the same. Now I don't know if you saw like. It might have been earlier this year, maybe it was last year, but like some footage is kind of leaked out of a remake they did have planned for on Xbox Live once Microsoft got bought Rare. They were planning really? a remake for it, but I think Nintendo put the kibosh on it <laughs> on the last minute. I think it was almost done, but um, it would have been on the Xbox 360, so it would have been that period. Oh. But it did look like it'd be a nice upgrade for that time of having a BHD yeah. and still keeping the look of the original N64 game on there. I remember. Uh, re- remember correctly, it's just a rights issue, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, that's holding it up between. Because you got uh, so many different parties yeah. involved. I think Nintendo, yeah. obviously, uh, Microsoft. Now that they own Rare, and then I believe MGM, who owns Bond. I believe they're the ones, <laughs> the studio that has the Bond license. Yeah. So I think they all got to come together. But you would think would it be too hard because it's gonna, it'd be such a money maker <laughs> if they did a full blown <laughs> HD remake of that. Yeah. <sighs> It, it would be really good uh, on the Switch. Yeah. I don't know if you just saw the Nintendo Direct from a couple of days ago, where they announced they're going to be putting 64 games on the Switch. Yeah. And, yeah. and how they're going to have online play for the multiplayer, which is going to be awesome for games like Mario Kart. But at the same time, it's like, oh, imagine playing GoldenEye <laughs> online. <laughs> but that was nowhere to be seen in their announcement. Well, you can certainly uh, imagine it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's it's not gonna come true unfortunately because of rights issues. <laughs> yeah, I was like all these games getting remakes and that's the one that seems like <laughs> it's almost gonna be impossible. Yeah. Speaking of remakes, what a surprise, Tim. What a surprise. Right? Knights of the Old Republic? <laughs> Uh, no, I was talking about that. Of course. You can see Revan with his lightsaber. Uh, the most inconvenient lightsaber, I'd say, because it has those ridges on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's looking good. That that game, I mean, I, I know it says like on the bottom, this isn't actually game footage. Yeah, but come but, on, you know it's going to look amazing. Yeah, it's going to look good, hopefully. I I was surprised about the PS5 exclusive for at least the launch window. I mean, for because obviously you know it was a third party game when it originally came out. But I'm just yeah. wonder why uh, Sony really wanted that one to be their exclusive. How much they actually paid for it to get that exclusive for a little bit? Because well, I mean, it's it's clear why they did it. I mean, it's Star Wars, right? Yeah, but. I was thinking, I could definitely see understand where Final Fantasy VII remake was exclusive and still is, but I believe that exclusive window is over. It should have just been a year, but it still hasn't come out on Xbox at all. But uh, you know, Final Fantasy and PlayStation, or I should say, Final Fantasy VII and PlayStation are kind of synonymous together, <laughs> where yeah. that was a big system seller, <laughs> and you can understand why they'd want the exclusive for that. But I don't know, it just seems strange, especially because 
know, Sony hasn't really had much exclusives with Star Wars or anything like that. Um, but yeah, definitely glad I got a PS5 <laughs> for when that comes out because I know I saw a lot of people saying, oh, how are we going to even play this game when we can't even get PS5s or stores only have PS5s available? So hopefully by the time it comes out, they'll be available for people to get. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, you know, it's going to be a while, right? Before this game comes out. I mean, for, yeah, for this game to come out. I think right? it's probably going to be two this years like, from now. Uh, I think it's going to be three three years. Because my hope is they get it out for the 20th anniversary of the first one in 2023 when the original yeah, came out. That'd be the perfect you know, campaign uh, to launch it with celebrating the 20th anniversary of it. Yeah. Uh, what I'm hoping they kind of don't do is they release, uh, I hope they release the whole game. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. After the Final Fantasy VII thing. Yeah. Like, okay, so we're going from here to here. And then you got to wait seven years for the next one. Yeah. I know. Still no word on that second part for Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be waiting, Tim. I know. Yeah. Let's see. I, I, think, I think we talked about this before, but the fact that they released that uh, DLC with Yuffie, yeah, that's cool and fun to get, but at the same time, just like focus your energy on <laughs> just the next full <laughs> part of it. Like, uh, <laughs> but that's, like you said, that's square. <laughs> yeah. That's square for you. Um, yeah, I I hope I hope uh, Knights of the Old Republic is one whole complete game. It's the whole complete game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just I wondering, see. like, like, are they, w- what sort of story aspects are they going to expand, or what are they going to add, you know, to the to the to the um, original game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how much are they going to keep it the same? Are they going to add anything? My hope is, is that with this remake, they officially make that story part of canon now. And I'm hearing mixed things about that. Some say, yeah, it looks like they're going to be adding some new stuff to make it part of the canon. And others, like even in the press release, it says like this is a legend story now going to be told in a, like never before, something like that. Where like they're sending mixed signals <laughs> as far as what this is going to be. But I really yeah. hope they do something where it's like, yeah, Revan, Malik, these characters are canon now. I mean, they technically, um, I believe they are. At least Revan has been mentioned in some canon stories, but to actually fully get their backstory told in the Star Wars main canon, I think, is what I'm hoping for with this remake, too. Is that Old Republic game uh, a canon? No, that is not. Okay, and then does Revan, or maybe I'm asking the wrong person, but is is Revan in that game? Um, I don't believe so, but he may be they mention uh, him, but again, I've never played the Old Republic online game, but yeah. I'm sure he has to get mentioned somehow <laughs> in there. Unless yeah, it takes right. place before all that. I'm not sure. No, I think it took place after, yeah, because of the novels and everything they made that tied into that game. Oh, I see. So so it takes place like 100 years, 300 years after. Maybe. After I'm not Revan. exactly yeah. sure. but yeah, That was a good novel, though. I remember you sent me the audiobook of that one. Oh yeah. Uh Dece- deception I believe it was, right? Deception. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that one was good. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see you know, how long I, it... I, I almost want to play Knights of the I mean not Knights of the Old Republic, but um the Old Republic just to see the story. 
because I'm so mm-hmm. curious about it. Like, like especially like, the stuff with the Jedi, uh, because it it seems like they like how how close is it related to the um, the prequels? You know, because it came out in that period between the sequels and uh, the sequel, the the prequels and the sequels, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like uh, how close is it? I mean, is it just like a a one for a, a one for one transfer of the sequels? I mean, the prequel stuff, or is it like a different sort of thing? Yeah. Well, just based off the trailers, those like cinematic trailers they had for it. I, I probably mentioned this before, but one of my biggest like knocks on the old Republic was just how much they were just taking the designs from the prequel era. Like the troopers were basically wearing clone trooper armor. You had bounty hunters that looked exactly like Cad Bane with the hat and like the rocket boots. It's just like, man, be a little more original for a time period that takes place 3000 years before the clone wars. And just, having to be like it takes place 20 years before or something like that it's just i wish they were a little more original with their designs and looks to have it be set more in the past that, that was always a knock i had on that game but it wasn't too original and just really taking everything a lot of stuff from the clone wars period oh okay so it's the clone wars that they're kind of taking from them yep yeah i see hmm. yeah that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way about it <laughs> That's why you didn't play it. <laughs> and plus the fact that I do not like playing MMOs anymore. <laughs> yeah. They should make a Batman one, like a specific Gotham City one, not like that DC online one. Yeah, that'd be hard to do. Like, how many heroes can you have running around Gotham like that? <laughs> That's what having to be the DC universe makes more sense. Where you can go to all those different locations and a bunch of different heroes. But Yeah. I think that was the last MMO I tried playing. And it was just like, yeah, this this type of gameplay just isn't for me. (laughs) Uh, The last MMO I played was uh, uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Man, I thought that's going way back. Yeah. Was that like 2002? Yeah, I think you're right. 2002 or three. Yeah. Yeah, because it came out, I think I said this, but it came out the same exact time as. Or around the same time as Knights of the Old Republic, and one of my friends bought Star Wars Galaxies, and uh, was trying to convince me to get it rather uh-huh. than uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I ended up, I ended up getting Knights of the Old Republic instead of Galaxies because you chose it, wisely. It, it just looked, yeah, it just looked funny. Uh, it, it, it's it's sort of like you you just start off with a with a blaster and like where are the Jedi you know wh- where are the you know uh, stormtroopers and stuff um, but then but then you, I, I I guess it was sort of like placed in the original trilogy era so there there wouldn't be a lot of Jedi mm, yeah and so like. I guess you couldn't be a Jedi. Um, you, so yeah. I remember you could, but man, it takes forever. It's like you have to level up your character to the max to be able uh, to be a Jedi. I see. Yeah, I remember, I remember like, hearing a lot of complaints about that. Yeah, and like the MMO thing was so new back then to me, anyway. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I didn't really get like, okay, so like I can play with you and we can go around, but then 
you know, like if you, I think if you died, you lost little levels or something. Of course, that's how XP. all MMOs were back then, and that drove me yeah, crazy. Yeah. It was such a big turnoff for me. That's why I, <laughs> I really don't like you it. Lost your progress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy like, 11 was the worst at that. Uh, Oh, bad really? memories of spending hours like just leveling up a character once then you run into a little goblin who's way powerful than you and all that hours worth for nothing oh so you like lose a level so you yep. like, i'm level 50 now i'm level 48 yeah <laughs> i never even got that high <laughs> oh wow you gave up that pass yeah <laughs> you know what franchise would make for a great mmo uh gaming sure. experience i think would be a uh, green lantern i mean you got the core that spans the galaxy and just right. create your character who's a Green Lantern Corps member and you just travel the galaxy doing these different missions. It would just make sense interacting with all these different players who are a part of the Green Lantern Corps. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> if they did that, that might entice me to maybe go back to trying it out. If the gameplay is like, I think they are now, they've moved on from that whole dying and losing your levels <laughs> and all that nonsense. So maybe i would attempt to get back into it if they did a green lantern one or an amazon one where like you're on mascara right mm -hmm. you can like meet your different amazon or whatever yeah but yeah like you said the green lantern one is really cool like you can just make any character you can make him look like an elephant mm -hmm. <laughs> there was an elephant and, kind of character who was part of the blue lantern corps yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> or you can make like a hippopotamus or a giraffe <laughs> a kilowog's kind of a hippopotamus style <laughs> i would think <laughs> of course <laughs> of course you got the cat dexter who's the red lantern core then there was a dog character uh nort i believe he was part of the green lantern core so they got a lot of animals covered <laughs> then, of course the most popular one of all chip the squirrel <laughs> I mean, you would think that Star Wars would have made the perfect MMO, right? Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I hear Knights or Old The Old Republic is really good. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's lasted this long, and I know when it first came out, it got a pretty good uh, reaction to it. So it's been going strong, was getting new updates for the past oh. almost 10 years now, I think it's been out. Oh, I see. Yeah, like I, I have not paid any attention to that that game, and I feel bad because it's like a Star Wars thing that I haven't. Uh, well, played. You're not alone. I've kind of that's always been on the back burner for me. Like I'd see a, if they come out with a new cinematic trailer for an expansion or something, I might check it out, but I never yeah. really follow it too closely either. If it came out for PS5, I'd play it. But yeah, know, it never came out the consoles. Yeah, I just don't have a gaming PC, mm -hmm. so. But moving into a segue to our Lord of the Rings minute by minute commentary, oh, yeah. I actually heard yeah. the Lord of the Rings MMO was really good. My brother played that one. He said that was really? kind of the best one, one of the best MMOs he played. <laughs> they have a Lord of the Rings MMO. Yep. I forget when it exactly came out. I think it was in the mid 2010s, like early 2010, 2011, something like that. Let me check this baby out. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. MMO? I forget exactly what it was. It might just be Lord of the Rings Online, but it's an MMO. Oh, yeah, online. Yeah, online. Oh, it looks nice. See, like, some city. Oh, Gandalf's in it? 
Yeah, see, I don't remember exactly where like it takes place in the timeline. If you run into the characters, but if you said Gandalf's in it, then yeah. Can you still play Lord of the Rings online? Is Lord of the Rings online still active in 2021? <laughs> Is that one of the questions that asked when you bring it yeah. up on Google? <laughs> yeah. So when did it come out? Uh, than seven. Wow. Oh, okay, man, that old. Okay, so I thought years. it was a little later than that. Uh, Fifteen years ago. Fourteen huh. years. Yeah. Wow, Let's see. Go. Lord of the Rings in twenty twenty one. Let's take a look. Is it still active? <laughs> oh, there's like a like an elf guy going around. You see some gameplay. I wonder how it compares uh, to the other fantasy online games like EverQuest and Elder Scrolls and even Final Fantasy 11 and 14. But Lord of the Rings is another franchise I, I would think make for a good MMO. I don't know. It doesn't look that inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at it right now. Well, it is, well if it's from 2007, it's got to look a bit dated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a pass for me. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I heard it was good according to my brother. But <laughs> yeah, is, is is there like magicians or magic users in that game? I'm sure there is. I'm sure you got wizards. I know, elves. like that was the thing about Lord of the Rings is there's not a lot of people that can use magic, right? That's true. Yeah, because really not a lot of there's only a handful of wizards. Right. That is a good point. Yes. But we won't oh, be doing a minute I, by minute commentary on the MMO on no. stores. <laughs> Unless you want to start that after this. <laughs> no, I was just about to say, like, I, I've never heard of this game before. Yeah. It's been out for ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize it was that old. <laughs> but we can go ahead and visit a Middle Earth in the cinematic realm <laughs> with the Fellowship of the Ring minute by minute commentary. And we're going to be going for minutes. 14 to 15 on this one so as always grab your vhs copy your betamax copy your laser disc your dvd copy your hd dvd copy um your projector copy your blockbuster membership card to go rent it your netflix physical copy of the disc from your mailbox your um i'm forgetting not the main one but the one before dvhs what am i forgetting laser disc i got laser disc Oh, you did? HD DVD? Got that one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. So DVHS was the VHS HD copy that you mentioned a while ago. I forgot about that one. Yeah. I was getting that mixed up with the converted PC copy. Okay. So your DVHS copy. And then, not our favorite, but close, but <laughs> also grab your converted VHS to DVD copy that you can do on your PC. So <laughs> we got that all straight in a way, all those copies that, and we're going to go from minute 14 to 15. So Dane, I will go ahead and give the countdown. In three, two, one, play. As Gandalf getting his first reference to The Hobbit with Smog <laughs> as he's telling Frodo about the dragon. I always love that. Starboard of the Peace. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I love that aloof look Gandalf gives when Frodo told him that right there. And that Hobbit gives him the stink eye. <laughs> ah, the Shire, so beautiful to look at. Is is that like on your bucket list, Tim, to go to New Zealand? I would love to, yes. <laughs> now, I don't much like to travel, let alone travel to like other countries or part of the world. But if I were to go anywhere, <laughs> New Zealand would be on top of the list. Well, I guess you don't really need a uh, a sort of uh, land in Disneyland, right? Like you just yeah. have to go to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, like Galaxy's Edge got me covered for Star Wars, but there's nothing yeah. that I don't think compared to visiting a spot to make you feel like you're in Middle Earth, quite like in New Zealand where they filmed it, and they still got like the, the Hobbit building still up there, the Hobbit homes, I should say, still up there. <laughs> oh, really? You, know, you can go and visit and go inside. Yeah, it's like a tourist attraction yeah. there now. I've seen oh, uh, people take photos over there, and it just looks so awesome. I don't think you can go inside, though, because that would be awesome <laughs> to like, go see the actual inside of the Hobbit hole. Well, I guess it's just like here and mm-hmm. uh, Tra- Jurassic World, right? Or Lost. <laughs> like, I, I know a lot That's of people true. do the Lost thing. I mean, all for like to get the Jurassic Park experience, all you need to do is drive by like these big plants and trees with gates surrounded by it. I guess if <laughs> <laughs> they still let those up. No, technically, all you have to do is is go to my parents' house because <laughs> I mean that's essentially uh, where they filmed it. Um, or if if you want to see, uh, I forget the character's name, but uh, Chris Pratt's house. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Just go to my little... sister's house. Okay. <laughs> it's like ten minutes away. <laughs> that that house is like ten minutes away from my sister's house. I don't. Did they shoot the third one in there? I don't know if they did because I know they shot it kind of all over the place this time since it's technically not on the island anymore. Yeah. If they would need to film in Hawaii, so. I, I don't even know. Yeah. Because I I know for sure they they filmed the. Uh, uh, the the two first two Jurassic World movies here. Yeah. Uh, because, like I said, uh, especially for like that first one where uh, there are those scenes at Chris Pratt's house. Because I remember going to my sister's house and there's people just lining the road, uh, <laughs> just, just waiting for him to like finish filming or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. And I remember I, I didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Why are there people on the side of the road? At first I thought uh, Obama was back because I remember when Obama was president, he would come here. Uh, people would line the streets near where he was staying and like hold up signs and stuff. So I thought Obama was back and I was like, oh, I, I didn't know like people still did this. But yeah. I guess it was Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> all for Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all for Chris Pratt. Yep. Well, you probably heard Chris Pratt just landed his biggest role ever in an upcoming movie. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah playing Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the choice I was expecting, that's for sure, <laughs> for an yeah. animated Mario movie. But uh, yeah, the, the cast announcement for that was like, took everyone by surprise. But so everyone's complaining about it already. It's like, seriously, come on. It's an animated Mario movie. <laughs> and if anything, it just makes me more, you know, interested to see what type of movie this is going to be. 
uh, with the voices they got for that, but especially with Chris Pratt as Mario. I, mean, uh, I believe I didn't see him. I think he put out like a video, kind of like not announcing it, but showing his, I guess, first take on not take, but he's given his first reaction, I guess, to everyone once the announcement was made and how he says he's going to be he's like, he's not. Don't worry, everyone. I'm not using just my normal voice. I will be doing a voice for Mario for that. I think <laughs> everyone just expect, expects a Chris Pratt voice to be coming out of Mario now. But yeah. um, I guess he will be throwing in that Italian flair to it. <laughs> once, uh, uh, he, I don't know if they voiced it already, if they're done, if they're going to. But it comes out next holiday. So you got a Sonic movie and a Mario movie coming out in the same year. How crazy is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, I so 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 were there people like sort of like how come you just didn't get the guy from the game yeah exactly and he actually oh, they did he was part of the announcement too he will be doing some voices but i'm not sure yeah. what see oh, what i'm I, I have no idea what the story is going to be i have a feeling it's going to be something where we're going to see the main mario world and games which will maybe be voiced by the original character but i kind of hope they don't do this because it's been done to death with these type of animated movies where the Mario characters get taken out of the world and taken somewhere else or the real world. And maybe that's where Chris Pratt's voice comes in or something like that. I hope they don't do that route because that's uh, a Mario movie should just take place in the Mario world and the Mushroom Kingdom and all that. Because Sonic did that. And I know there's probably some other movies uh, where they're taken to the real world. It's like a trope that's been done to death with these type of animated movies. So just keep Mario in his own Mushroom Kingdom world. But I could see them doing something like that where we first see the original Mario and his voice by the uh, original voice, Mario voice actor, but then something happens and Chris Pratt ends up taking over as the voice and all the other characters with their with their Hollywood actors taking over their voices as well for their respected roles. Um, the the original Mario Mario movie, the live action one with Bob Hoskins, uh, uh, that was the one movie my parents said no to when <laughs> I was a kid. Oh yeah, uh, like, I think they thought it was too. Uh, violent or whatever or like <laughs> <Too> scary, <violent. laughs> scary. <laughs> wow but in the end they made the right decision <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i guess i should be thanking you right now because what i hear I, I i still haven't seen it yeah i did see uh, it in the theater here it's not that good no. oh you did yeah <laughs> and but when you were a kid Tim, did you like it yeah i remember enjoying it yeah <laughs> It's just as an adult, it's like, oh, that movie sucks. I I haven't even really gone back to revisit it <laughs> since then, but um, yeah, obviously it doesn't have the best reputation, but believe it or not, it does kind of have a cult following for fans of that movie, and um, they've done so where they even got kind of like a director's cut version of it to kind of come really? out. <laughs> yeah, it's not a cut. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I don't know the director's name, but <laughs> there is a Mario <laughs> Brothers director's cut. <laughs> Oh, hold on. I, I, I'm gonna st- stop this podcast dead. I gotta this <laughs> up real quick. Because I, I just, I, I can't believe that for, for a movie like that. Oh, see, yeah, uh, it's, it's there, yeah. <laughs> what is it called? Is, I mean, is it just called Super Mario? Oh, Super Mario Brothers. There you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, there's someone on fo- I follow on Twitter, Ryan Haas. Uh, he's yeah. a fellow Batman podcaster, but he's someone who's a 
like a diehard fan of the Mario Brothers movie too, and he helped uh, spearhead to get that director's cut out there. So it's really? I mean, it's awesome that they were able, the fans of the movie were able to get this done. But I just didn't know there was that many, I guess, deleted scenes or footage that you can take from and maybe get cleaned up to incorporate it as part of the director's cut. But they were able to do it. I mean, that's awesome. I like how his name is Mario Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Luigi's name is Luigi Mario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot uh, Dennis Hopper was in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was Bowser or, or just Koopa. Koopa. Yeah. <laughs> Koopa, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess if you, yeah, the extended cut. Members of the Mario release unofficial restoration of the extended cut for Mario Brothers. The Morton Jenkel cut is what it's called. Okay, I guess he was the director. Yeah, but there's there was no involvement from either directors. I guess oh yeah, two. I believe it was, it yeah. was all from the fans. Yeah, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel. Yeah. Oh, I guess you learn you learn something new every day, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> See, I did not know. Now, what I want to happen, kind of like this for the Mario Brothers, is for the first Ninja Turtles movie because I've seen some of the deleted scenes they have on that, and I would love a director's cut for that, where there's just more because some of the scenes look really cool. If we could get an extended cut of that, I would be ecstatic. <laughs> yeah. Trust. <laughs> I like this this line right here. The phrase "trust the fungus" <laughs> from the film has been compared to "may the force be with you." Yeah, I can't say I'm too familiar with that quote, but <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense uh, for that to be the one for the Mario Brothers movie. Uh, of course, you know everybody knows "may the force be with you," uh, and everybody knows "trust the fungus." <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that trending. <laughs> Trust the fungus. Hey, you know what I didn't know? Uh, is that uh, remember like a few years back, it was a big deal that uh, they were releasing a, a dub of um, A New Hope. I, th- I think it was in the Navajo language. Okay, yeah. I kind of vaguely remember hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. And so like I I, I read something that said uh, the, the 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 phrase "May the Force be with you." The, the in the Navajo language, they already had a a phrase, I guess, or whatever that means that uh-huh. "May the Force be with you." So they, they would just say that instead of like li- literally translating it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder how similar it actually is, or if it's different but yet invokes the same <laughs> yeah it's, it, it, it's sort of, you would have. if i remember correctly it's something like may the gods be with you or something okay hmm. so, something like that but it, it has the same meaning you know gotcha yeah. yeah well i guess speaking of star wars in different cultures <laughs> and languages <laughs> um i wanted to talk a little bit about the latest entry into see i can't can't even say the main star wars canon or anything but just star wars content we got with star wars visions that just hit this week on disney plus so i've seen 
all nine shorts. There's nine of them, ranging from about 13 minutes to 22 minutes. Um, and Dane, I know you saw the first three, so we'll go into full yes, spoilers sir. on the rest, but um, just kind of give our basic reactions for the ones that I saw and what I really enjoyed and what you thought of the first three, Dane. But um, I guess just first, what you, how'd you feel about the whole concept of Star Wars going into the anime realm? I don't think we talked about that too much when the trailers were first coming out. Yeah. Um, I... You know what? I'll, I'll start off by saying uh, one of the funniest things I saw on Twitter was somebody took a picture a screenshot of somebody else's tweet uh-huh. that said, you know, Star Wars doesn't work in a Japanese setting. I don't know why they're doing this. Like, uh, okay. How ignorant can do, you be? Do, do, <laughs> do you not see the Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> how they're holding their swords, I mean, their, their lightsabers. Sorry, not their swords, not their katana, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> lightsabers. Okay. Well, now with Star Wars Visions, you can say uh, katana sabers or a kat- yeah, lightsaber katana. katana. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I I thought. No, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say real quick. Have you yeah. not heard of the movies that George Lucas was inspired by to make Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> the Kurosawa films. I mean, come on. Yeah, I was about to say. So, so you don't know who Kurosawa was then? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, I I know you, I don't think you've seen it, but uh, there was that Batman Ninja anime. Yeah, you know what? I kind of exposed myself as a bad Batman fan where I have yet to see that movie. I have it, yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that got lost in the shuffle. I definitely still got to check that out. Uh, the story isn't very good, uh, but the visuals, the visuals is what yeah. really comes through, especially towards the end when Batman is fighting Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil what happens, but it's just... I know things get pretty crazy in that final battle. <laughs> transform, yeah, yeah, just think of Transformers. That's all you have to think okay. about. Yeah, I've never seen something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I thought it would be interesting from a visual standpoint. Uh, maybe the stories aren't very good because it seems like that's the case with anime in general, is that the stories aren't very good, but the visuals are, are amazing. And I guess it all depends on the animation <laughs> that you enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I guess... you can get really like, to the stories. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I was excited about it. And for, j- just based on the visuals alone, and it, it didn't disappoint me. I, I really liked that first episode with the, with the Ronin. Yeah. Um, Visually, that's like, amazing. Yeah, that's sick. Um, with the umbrella lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to call it. Yes, umbrellas, uh, umbrella saber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just just from the visual standpoint and the and the astromech unit with the straw hat on it. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that. And and like you said, of course, the katana, um, uh, the katana lightsaber, which is like. Do you need a sheath for that? <laughs> you don't, but man, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks so cool. <laughs> Just from a visual standpoint, it looks so cool. Um, yeah, there's kind of no story to it. It's just sits show up, uh, 
Asith shows up and tries to bully a town into getting what they want. The Ronin is there. It's your typical samurai, Japanese samurai story, right? And mm-hmm. it works to great effect. Like, no real story. Let's just have these two people fight. And, yeah, j- just the black and white with the red lightsabers. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked the second one. Uh, really <laughs> yeah i i did with with the band uh-huh. <laughs> uh I, I i think that's the one that people don't like right tim but i've heard I, I i really enjoyed it yeah I, honestly i think it's got a mixed reaction um i was expecting kind of everyone to not really enjoy it but i know yeah. those are people who have and um i will say that's probably one of my least favorites of all the shorts but at the same time, I appreciate just how out there they went with the concept and just being so different from everything else. So I appreciate it on that front. But it's just uh, one of the anime styles that wasn't for me. But I yeah. did love seeing Boba Fett there and having Timmy <laughs> Morris and still voice him. I was all in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, as I call him, the baby Boba Fett. Baby Boba. Yeah. He has like short arms and short legs yeah. in that anime style. See, my favorite um, shot of that episode is just Boba Fett nodding his head to the beat of the yeah. song the band was playing at the end. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really liked it. Especially um, with, with, with like the little turn where it's like a, a hut that doesn't really want to be a part of the hut family. Mm. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty interesting because you don't you don't see that in the movies or that. Yeah, or the, I did. Li- I did like the idea of the main. Uh, singer being a Jedi Padawan who kind of escaped yeah. Order 66 and this is what he went to. Like, to me, yeah. that was a pretty cool concept. Yeah, yeah, that also. I really like that. And, and using his lightsaber hilt for a mic. <laughs> I never yeah. thought I'd ever, I wouldn't even think about that in the Star Wars universe, but <laughs> there it is. And it was kind of cool to see. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I like that one. Uh, the third one is the one I didn't like. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was like, okay. I, I thought the concept of the the, the the Sith dark side armor was pretty cool, where it like fuses to your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, but, but but just the whole twin thing, and it's like okay, so they're gonna fight, and then the twins are gonna, uh, nobody's gonna die, and you know that's the end of the story, sort of thing. And I was like, ah, I don't know that that one was the one missed for me so far, and I've only watched the first first three so okay yeah, I, I i overall really enjoy it it's it, it's sort of like a you know it's it's kind of what you want for star wars i know a lot of people just want the original trilogy or they want the prequels or whatever right or they want the clone wars but i think expanding it to let's have some japanese animators take a shot at it Mm-hmm. And see what they come up with is is the the more important part is and is the is the part that I I really appreciate because I want to see what people from around the world you know take their culture or their yeah. Asian style and, and see what 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 comes out you know uh, th- for, so for me that's the more interesting part and like I said I I love the first two um, so. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's the main point is that, or or, or what really interested me more so than okay, so it has to it has to be you know between mm-hmm. 
Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It has to be that specific period because, you know, there's so much that we can tell with that. And it has to look like an American style of animation or it has to look like, you know, the original trilogy or it has to look like the prequels. Uh, let's open it up a little bit more and well, let's see what the Japanese come, come up with, right? So, so, so that's the main thing, and, and that's why I appreciate it. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's what's also was so refreshing about it for me, too, where just like sitting back and watching and not worrying about, is this going to make sense in the timeline? Where does this fit in the right. canon? Oh, wait, they can't do that. Right. That contradicts <laughs> this or that. It's just, no, <laughs> sit back and watch some Star Wars stories told from a different perspective in culture. And even though certain ones go out there with some of the abilities, especially in that third one, the twins that you're talking about, the stuff they do with the lightsabers or just the fight on the Star Destroyers, it was crazy. But at the same time, I just enjoyed it for what it was doing there, too. But, yeah, I totally agree that that's the main point, just seeing Star Wars stories told like never before. And I will say, Dane, if you liked those first two and that you saw, there's some more great ones on the way from you. Um, My personal favorite is the fifth one called The Ninth Jedi. Everything about that works so well from its story to the animation to the, the lightsaber fights we get in there. There's a cool twist in that episode, too. And that's kind of one where it just made me think, man, I want to... There is a few of these shorts where I'd love to see the stories continue with these characters, but this is the main one. It's like, we got to see more of this. <laughs> like, um, these characters, the story. And it's one where it doesn't even really make it clear where it takes place in the timeline. I think it could be somewhere set way in the future. And that was pretty exciting, so... Uh, I'm curious to hear what you think of the one called The Ninth Jedi, because that was my personal favorite. I absolutely love that one. And then you get... um, Is there a a cool lightsaber thing, like the uh, lightsaber umbrella? um, Not really, but the lightsabers do Uh, something pretty cool that I've never seen before. I really like the idea of it. I don't know how far you want me to say about it, but... (laughs) No, don't say anything. anything. I I will watch it. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, definitely that was the highlight for me. And then to get more of some that's kind of more in the lighthearted tone or tone, uh, the one T.O.B. one, which is pretty much the Star Wars version of Astro Boy and Mega Man <laughs> kind of mixed into one or the little robot who wishes to be a Jedi. That's actually kind of a charming episode um, that you see unfold. So that one was another that was one where it's like, oh, this might be like my least favorite going into it. But that one surprised me as far as. Um, enjoying it to the level I did and just being like I said like a real charming story and then the elder that was another one where it kind of starts off kind of slow but by the time you get to the end of it where you reach the duel the lightsaber duel that happens between these characters it's really cool the sound on it is awesome (laughs) this is one where I think the lightsabers had their best sound or it's it sounded like it had the same lightsaber sound effects from the phantom menace which is the best the lightsaber has ever sounded so a cool duel between the characters in that one. And then another one I really liked was the eighth one called Lop and Ocho. This is the one that has the character who's like a is a bunny. <laughs> and she's kind of been featured in a lot of the promos. But that one had a really good story at its core um, but about family and the Empire kind of coming between the family. But at the same time, it was one where I felt, man, they're kind of cramming a lot into 20 minutes that if this was actually its own Star Wars, like longer story or a series, It'd probably be more impactful for what happens, but the foundation's laid for a cool Star Wars story to be told in that one. And 
this is one where I felt kind of embraced the Japanese culture a lot in this short, kind of like the first one did too with in the duel, but in a different way um, and mixing in the Jedi um, with that too. So I think you'll definitely like that one too. That was one of my favorites. And then the last one, um, this one, I hate to be end on a negative note, but this was definitely my least favorite. Um, Akari, I believe it's called or Akakari. I'm probably butchering the name, <laughs> but I wasn't a big fan of the animation style in it. The story felt very similar, to, especially what happens at the end to what we've seen go down with Anakin. I just didn't get invested in it at all. So that was the biggest miss for me. Whereas um, Tatooine Rhapsody wasn't my favorite either, but I kind of appreciate what they did doing something really different there. Um, the, the last one, just nothing about it really worked for me at all from its animation style, its characters and story just felt like a retread of what we saw with Anakin just done in a much less compelling way. So um, that would be the one I'm not going to say don't watch it because I think you should watch them all. But uh, that was the one that kind of ended. It felt like when I watched them all in a row when they first premiered, it just like, man, that kind of ended on a whimper, <laughs> like kind of a bad yeah. note to end it on. But um, it doesn't take away from the overall experience of watching all these shorts. So it, in the end, it was kind of what I expected. There was going to be some that I loved. Uh, more than others, some that weren't going to be my thing, and that's totally okay, because when you got nine of these shorts, not all of them are going to click when they're being done in different styles. Um, but I think Star Wars Visions just was a big success from a creative standpoint, and bringing Star Wars into the anime realm, and just how well I think it works in that genre, too. So I definitely hope this isn't the last we're going to get of Star Wars Visions. I think um, it's a hit so far with fans. I've seen a lot of positive reactions to it. Of course, there are going to be the negative naysayers out there, but <laughs> I definitely see more positive than negative about it, which is cool because there's a lot of stuff to love about Star Wars Visions. So, yeah, I'm, I think it's definitely a hit and glad that Lucasfilm uh, took, I don't want to say took a chance, but just went in a different direction with telling this type of Star Wars stories. Because as we were talking about, as that ignorant tweet you saw, <laughs> much to probably his chagrin, Star Wars and Japanese culture and filmmaking, I mean, that's part of Star Wars' DNA. So to kind of have it um, be told in this Japanese type of art form in anime, I just kind of felt like a no-brainer to happen at some point. And I'm glad we did get it. And um, there's a lot of good stories to be told um, in Star Wars Vision. So, yeah, I think it was really, really well done overall. Some of the merch looks really cool, by the way. So which one? The, uh, some of the merch. Oh, uh, I need to look at some of the merch. I haven't seen too much of it or haven't actively looked at it. So, but now that I've seen it, there are some, <laughs> maybe some t-shirts of the character designs that I'm going to want to get. Yeah, there's a, there's a black one with uh, red lettering. Yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely check out Star Wars Visions. Dane, I think you're in for some, there's going to be some more stories in there or shorts that you're going to really enjoy if you like the first two. Yeah, and so, and so like, Star Wars Visions are are, are they gonna like every couple of years or whatever? Is is the plan to like take it to different countries? No, or not is, not is really. I be, mean, uh, as far yeah. as I know, Star Wars Visions is gonna be an anime. I mean, I hope, they haven't even said anything about doing more or a second season, but yeah, I kind of like to think they will now after how successful this one appears to be. So I just think it's gonna be something that's gonna be an anime focused uh, Star Wars series. I see. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely hope we get more now after seeing this, though. <laughs> hey, I want to see more of the Ronin. 
Yeah, there's actually they're doing a book on that character. That's right now. That's the only short they've announced that's going to continue in another medium. So there is oh, going to okay. be a book based on the Ronin. And yeah. oh, okay. like I said, there's definitely more stories that I hope we get more of, especially not what I was talking about, the Ninth Jedi. Yeah. Did, did you like the one with the, with the uh, twins? I did. No, it's funny. That was my most anticipated one to see because I loved the yeah. concept of it. And when I saw it, it was good, but I didn't felt the dub was the best because when I first watched it, I watched all of the English dub. And that one felt very because sometimes in anime you know especially in english dubs where the vocal performance could be a little over overacted and <laughs> over the top but i felt this one did with its two main characters where just the voice acting i felt didn't match what was kind of being conveyed by the characters so that was a little it took it down a little bit for me but when i watched it um in japanese that actually elevated it further where the voice acting wasn't distracting <laughs> where the japanese voice actors matched that anime style um, that was being invoked in the visuals, and it helped sell the story a lot better to me and what I was originally hoping for when I read the concept for the twins. So I actually really enjoyed that one. That's one of my favorites. Um, I love the crazy battle they had. Yeah, it's over the top, but that's what is part I was expecting for some of these shorts. So, And I did like the concept of two twins being created for the dark side, and their armor looked really awesome too. So I did really enjoy that one, but definitely more so when you watch it in, in Japanese. Uh, I see. Are you watching them uh, with yeah. the English dub or the Japanese? Uh, the English dub, yeah. Um, but 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 the sort of yeah, it doesn't really bother me. Um, you know, with the with the voice acting and everything, mm. because I again, I am not an anime fan whatsoever. Mm. Um, I haven't really watched a lot of anime. Um. Uh, uh, he, he, here in Hawaii, we, we we do have a, a Japanese channel. Okay. Um, it, you know, they play like Japanese news and TV shows. Uh, some of the weirdest TV sh- uh, uh, TV shows, especially like if you watch the. Um, <laughs> this is so off topic, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, you you watch the. Uh, uh, it's it's sort of like banners driving and dives. You know, that Guy Fieri show. Okay. <laughs> um, but but the Japanese version of that, and it's it's so funny and so bizarre. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I'll say about it because I don't want to like maybe I'm misinterpreting something. But, uh, it's 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 a tri- It's it's really fun to watch. Like they make it so fun. But um, the reason why I bring it up is because a lot of the anime that I have seen has been in Japanese from that channel. It's called uh, Kiku or K-I-K-U. And like Pokemon, the first time I ever saw Pokemon was in Japanese. And I I didn't even know they were making an English version. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Kikaida, it's it's a live action sort of Power Rangers sort of show. Okay. I I didn't didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't see that until. I mean, I I saw that in, in the original Japanese and not the English remake or whatever. Uh, Diver, another anime. Yeah, I, I didn't know they were, <laughs> they made an English dub for it because I had only seen it in Japanese. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the the dubs don't really matter to me because I sort of, in a way, grew up with the, sure. the, the uh-huh. Japanese sort of. 
uh, dub of it, and then watching some of the American or the the American the English dub uh, anime, it sort of didn't really bother me yeah. either either way. So, and I I know it's that sort of exaggerated sort of sort of kind of like yelling mm, uh, yeah <laughs> but it, it comes off as over overacting um, so yeah that that doesn't really bother me so uh, yeah i'm just watching it in english yeah i don't mind english dubs either i mean some are really yeah. horrible especially in early anime dubs but <laughs> for the most part they're good but that one on the twins kind of stood out to me where it took me out of it a little bit are you an anime purist tim is, it, no. is that what you're saying Definitely not. I mean, I wouldn't even call myself a diehard anime fan. I like certain anime series. Obviously, I'm a big Dragon Ball fan. That's my favorite of them all. I've seen a, a Gundam series. I did enjoy Naruto when that was first starting. So I do like series, but I wouldn't call myself an anime fan because I'm sure those those are the ones that are kind of enjoyed by a wide audience anyway. So I'm sure anime yeah. purists wouldn't even view those. Oh, you're not a if you those are the only shows you like. You, you're not an anime fan. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, that that was another one. Was the not Gundam Wing, but the original Gundam. I love Gundam Wing though. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I, I remember watching the original Gundam in, in uh, Japanese, like not knowing any, like what was going on. Um, yeah, because uh, there there used to be no like translation, so no subtitles be, or anything. Yeah, no, subti- <laughs> no subtitles, so they would just be talking in Japanese. And yeah, I've, I watched a few Dragon Ball movies early on because I was just were so desperate to see new Dragon Ball at that time. I was like, oh, can't find subtitles. I don't. We don't care. <laughs> we're just gonna watch it, try to make sense of the story anyway. <laughs> but I have done that yes. too. Yeah, I've I've played a. I can't remember which video game. Honestly, it was one of the Dragon Age video games. Uh, this was like before video games were region locked. Okay. Uh, there used to be a, there used to be a Japanese uh, import store. So they would import like everything from Japan. Oh, I mean, like like video games, comics, or manga, uh, statues, toys, swords, <laughs> and swords. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a store. It was a store called Toys and Joys, and I remember buying. <laughs> That's actually a good uh, name. <laughs> yeah, toys. <laughs> And I remember buying uh, one of the Dragon Age, I mean, not Dragon Age, um, oh, what is it called, Tim? Uh, Dragon Warrior? Not, no, not Dragon Quest? Final. Dragon Quest, right? Yeah. Dragon Quest, yeah, sorry. Not Dragon Age, that was made by. Because uh, I was going to say, Dra- Dragon Age yeah. is actually from Bioware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dragon Quest, I'm sorry. Um, and I remember buying, I want to say it's. It was on the the Super NES, and like I remember buying it, and it was all in Japanese. And like <laughs> I, I understand what, what I have to do, where I have to go. Playing an RPG in another language—that's yeah. got to be tough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be a great way to learn a language. I guess if you <laughs> if you wanted to learn how to write Japanese, <laughs> yeah. I guess you could play uh, Dragon Quest. Um, Man, yeah, yeah I would, how far did you actually get on that <laughs> i i did not get that far <laughs> you, you started that beginning town when you 
you got to go someplace, but you don't know where to go. (laughs) So like, yeah. That's really like a choose your own adventure game because literally you have no idea where to go or what to do. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea where to go. Um, I don't know why I didn't just return it, but yeah. Did you ever uh, tell your parents that and sort of like they wasted their money? (laughs) You just could pretend like you played it and enjoyed it. No, if I remember correctly, I I saved up my money for it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, the tour money. <laughs> I bought it, and it was all in Japanese. <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on, so I just had to take. I I just had to bite the bullet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's like so. Maybe that's like your Superman sixty four, <laughs> but yeah. Even though the game's actually way better, but at the same time. Could it get your enjoyment yeah. out of it for the money he's paid for it? <laughs> and, um, you know, come to think about it, like going back to Star Wars, is um, I don't know if you've ever seen the the uh, Vader's uh, statues where he's wearing the samurai armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen those. Yeah. It, it, that's not, it, is that a recent thing? No, they've like done the those. The, no, this is oh. kind of, they've done them in the yeah. past before. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, because I remember seeing those statues when I was a kid. Like, when I was a real little kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if those were officially licensed, but, um, yeah. It's, I remember seeing those things, and I was like, how come Darth Vader doesn't look like that in the movies? He, <laughs> he just looks so cool. Looks cooler than you guys Yeah, Samurai Vader. Yeah. I'll also say, too, last thing i say about star wars vision is that i really liked how they did make everything based off new characters but at the same time with how great the visuals looked on some of these shorts it did make me want to see um some familiar characters um in this style too like tell stories with with vader with obi-wan luke and leia that type of stuff in a different time period so if we get another star wars vision i wouldn't mind if they mix it up a bit where it's still new characters but Selling some with familiar Star Wars characters too, because I think that'd be pretty cool to see. Also, I mean, because we got yeah. Boba Fett in the Tatooine Rhapsody, but if we do want like Darth Vader in the first short, um, the 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 duel. That would be amazing. Like you said, kind of have Vader in that samurai style armor more so. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see an Obi Wan short when he's on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Well, you did see his house in Tatooine Rhapsody when they were playing the song. We didn't see inside, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw the outside of his house. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see an anime samurai version of Obi Wan after Revenge of the Sith. Or how about Obi Wan and Qui Gon as Master and Apprentice? Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. Because there is a, the the short um the Elder. It deals with the Master and Apprentice. And it made me yeah. think that would be cool if this was like we're kind of seeing Qui Gon and Obi Wan like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be that would be cool. Which makes so, me wonder about the Obi Wan show. Like, uh, it, it takes place after Revenge of the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they going to do with it? Is it going to be like? A forceless, not using a lightsaber or Obi Wan doing stuff around Tatooine. It's probably it's going to be both because I there's definitely going to be lightsabers. I mean, 
Yeah. We're going to see Anakin fight Darth Vader again. That's kind of going to be the. I mean, Obi Wan fight Darth Vader. Did I say Anakin fight Darth Vader again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my mistake on that. Um, yeah. We're going to see Obi Wan fight Darth Vader again. That's what I should have said. Um, that's kind of like the big building, or like when it was first announced, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was even said, like, that's going to be like the main event <laughs> of the series. So there's definitely going to be lightsaber fights that might see him fight an inquisitor or two maybe um so i think it's going to be kind of a mix of seeing him do stuff on tatooine but building to a point where we're going to see him face off against obviously vader again and maybe some imperial inquisitors but how and why that happens that's what i'm really anxious to see um how they're going to work all that in but man i cannot wait (laughs) they're done filming for it um we should be getting our first look at it on that disney plus day special they're going to have about the future Star Wars shows coming. So if they're done filming, they got to have, I don't know if we're going to get a full trailer. I don't think so, but we'll probably just get a glimpse or a few shots of what we can expect to see. And man, it's God, I'm just getting excited just thinking about it. Not just the series, just seeing new footage. (laughs) Just imagine how excited it's going to be when the series is about to premiere. So Uh, yeah, Yeah. I have extremely high expectations for it and I'm pretty confident it's going to deliver with Everyone that's involved with making this series. What happened to um, the Inquisitors? They just it, pre- it, was that just like a like a failed project. Yeah, they, I think just once they got killed off, they yeah. didn't really get replacements for. Them. <laughs> so I think once the last oh. one died out, that was it. Uh, I see. So like. So, so that was the thing where I was like, okay, so we're going to try this new program, Tim. Uh, it's called the Inquisitor Program. And then we're going to train these guys up. Then we're going to have, oh, they're dead. Okay. Uh, well, that, that was a failure of a plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now we are going to not do that. And we're just going to sweep things under the rug. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, I mean, they're purpose was to find any hitting Jedi and try to re- get rid of them. And plus, most of them were Jedi previously who fell to the dark side and got corrupted. Yeah. Um, so I guess by the time we get to the original trilogy, and maybe they felt the most of the Jedi were wiped out and gone. Um, no need to replace any more Inquisitors <laughs> to fill those numbers <laughs> back. But Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying something doesn't add up. So that means that the prequels suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably the thinking some people have regarding <laughs> whatever era of Star Wars you're talking about. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. Yeah, so that is our thoughts on Star Wars Visions. I thought it was overall really good. At the same time, there's going to be some you know, like more than others, but um, yeah, definitely, it's definitely worth checking out. And Dane, I think you're in store for some more great stuff that I think you're going to enjoy. So keep me posted when you watch them. <laughs> I will do that. Um, also, I saw on your on your uh, Twitter feed, uh, you, you saw the uh, the Wonder Years remake. Yeah, I just watched it last night, actually. Uh, was that really good? It was, was really good? good, yeah. Um, oh, okay. I first, I got to be honest, I didn't know it was going to be taking place in the 60s again. I thought yeah. they were going to do a, kind of a more contemporary version where it was going to be 20 years ago from now, like early 2000s. But uh, when I saw it, oh, they're kind of doing the same as the original one to years, taking place in the 60s. Um, 
but it ended up it was a good balance of having a similar feel to the original especially in the pilot where there are similar story beats that happen but at the same time with its new characters um it kind of had its carved its own identity already too with these new characters new characters are great don Cheadle as uh the narrator and the older version of the main character was really good and the humor in it too which was a really important part of the original one years worked really well in this one too it had that same feel to it so yeah overall i really enjoyed it and i didn't realize too until watching the episode that the first episode was directed by fred savage himself so that was cool oh, to have him yeah they're doing the first oh. one and i guess guiding it along the way to making sure it still kind of has that feel of the original so yeah, one episode in, I think it's off to a really good start. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was I was curious about that one. Um, yeah, I remember hearing hear about it, and then it, the premiere kind of snuck up on me when I saw, oh, it's out already? Like, okay. <laughs> and then yeah. I saw, oh, it's on Hulu. Easily can check it out that way, so. I see. Yeah, yeah so I recommend I, checking it out. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out, because it seems like you really like it, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely be watching it every episode when it comes out so were you a fan of the original yeah i really loved that series it was great i think it's underrated how funny it is too i think sometimes it gets remembered as more of like a family drama series taking place with all the stuff that happened in the late 60s but man there's some real funny episodes and some funny (laughs) stuff that happens in there so yeah well, I mean, the reason I ask is because, like, I've seen some negative reviews of that that, sh- that show. Oh, really? The um, new one? Yeah, the remake. Mm. Uh, and it is verging on racism. <laughs> so, that, like, I was, like, well, that wouldn't surprise me if that's where most of the negativity is coming from. I mean, yeah, and like, uh, and and so, like, I, I'm I'm pretty sure in the year 2021, I think we've come far far along enough. Where if people are complaining because the show has black people in it, I think it's really, really good. I, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just assu- assuming that the show is, is super good, is super written really well, acted really well, um, directed really well, obviously. Um, and so I just wanted to confirm that. And it seems yeah. like you enjoyed it. So. Yeah, everything you just said was exactly what that part of this episode was. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's going to be my new rule from now on. If if I see a lot of people hating on it because, you know, for whatever reason, the like if the Star Wars thing, oh, the, how does this add up to this, and yada, 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 and blah, 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 blah. It's usually a good thing. Uh, uh, it's 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 going to be a it's going to be a good show or a good movie. Mm. <laughs> uh, or you know, if you're going in on Twitter saying like, oh, the show is too woke, or you know. Uh, how come there's black people in the show then that means the show is really good yeah so, sad to say that's yeah. like a, a barometer now that you could probably look at to see if something yeah. you're gonna like i remember seeing that for Watchmen, believe it or not and i was yeah. like okay Watchmen. I, i'm not alone in thinking that this is a really good show <laughs> oh yeah and the people who say that i was like have you even did you even read the first Watchmen comic <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> think that it's doing something totally different now with this series yeah <laughs> in the tone uh, it, everybody, it, cracks, it cracks me up when uh i see online people tell uh 
when Tom Morello tweets something out politically and he says, oh, stick to music and stay out of politics. Like, have you ever heard of Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> or it's in the name. It's yeah, in the name. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, uh, these people. <laughs> like, 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 how could you not make that connection? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did, did you not see the, 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 the cover for their first album? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I guess if you if you didn't see like, or you don't know the, the history behind that image, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, but, the... but, but I mean, it's in the name. It's in the name, Gorilla Radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's not G O G O R I L L A Radio. They're not playing the Donkey Kong rap from the N64. Oh, I can't believe people still do that for uh, to Tom Morello. I like. The, I think the key word on this episode is ignorance. <laughs> the ignorance <laughs> we see from people with their social media reactions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should you should do a little research or look at the name of the thing before <laughs> before revealing like, yourself to be an idiot. Yes. <laughs> or even like Star Wars Visions. It's it's called Star Wars Visions. <laughs> it's visions of Star Wars. People's visions of Star Wars. <laughs> it's not, you know, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Sometimes you just can't help these people. I'm sorry. It's sad yeah. to say. Well, sometimes you just got to laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one thing I don't think, at least I haven't seen much negativity about is the latest issue of TMNT, The Last Ronin, as we get into our comic book review for this episode. Now, normally, I would say, spoiler warning, but since Dane hasn't read it, I'm going to be pretty vague in not spoiling what happens in this issue, because I know he's going to read it, and he's going to really like it. So, <laughs> got to keep the spoilers to the minimum here, or none at all. But yeah. for a rating scale, Dane, we still got to have that. What do you think it should be? <laughs> We just said it, Tim. I knew uh, people it was coming. Misinterpreted, people misinterpreting bad names. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or people being ignorant on the internet. And not, you know, doing yeah, research I, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know it has to be something like that. How can I not be after just talking about it? So, <laughs> Can I give my prediction of, because I, I bought it uh, it's sitting right there on my uh, phone or uh, on my iPad, and I just want to make a couple predictions. Or okay. Just one prediction. Johnny doesn't die. Uh, I don't think he does. Okay. Uh, Do you want me to confirm or no? <laughs> no don't say anything. Okay. Don't say anything. Uh, or let me re- rephrase that. Donnie doesn't die, or Splinter doesn't die in Japan. Mm-hmm. That's my big prediction. Yeah, because I remember when we were reviewing the third issue, we were kind of talking about that. How I think they were, we both were saying how we think they're going to kind of throw us a little twist there in regarding their fate. So, yeah, um, you'll find out when you read it, and I won't say if that is true or not in this review. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that in regards to that flashback. 
sequence because that's what's great about the story is how each issue deals with the flashback telling about uh, the turtles, uh, what happens to Raphael, Leonardo, and Casey, and this one that's going to deal with Splinter and Donatello. And this flashback was my favorite out of the bunch so far. It was just wow, done really well. Seeing the interactions between Splinter, Donatello, and then meeting up with the Hamato clan, uh, excuse me, in Japan, was all great stuff. And the battle that ensues there uh, was really cool. <laughs> I mean, Splinter goes all out which is always awesome to see and just yeah everything that happens there was just awesome to read through so again we'll go into what happens but it was a really great sequence i love that flashback it's probably my favorite one um so you definitely will look forward to that and then but just the stuff that takes place in the current time period with mikey that kind of has a little bit of its own flashback uh, in itself the story this issue, I should say, doesn't take place or isn't being told in a linear fashion, even in the current time period with Mikey and the resistance in April and her daughter, Casey. But that was one of the cool aspects of the issues that I really loved about it, along with that flashback, is just seeing Michelangelo take on the role of a sensei to April's daughter, Casey. And we very rarely, if ever, see Mikey in that role. And just even having Casey call him sensei is just kind of a trip to see. And the way he kind of first um, trained served, they had their first sparring session in there. It was just really cool to see Mikey in that role like we've never seen him before. So I just love that dynamic that we're seeing already between Michelangelo and Casey in this issue. It's kind of a student and a sensei, which is, I thought, is working really well in this story. And then we see the, like, that takes place in the past and it kind of cuts in between what's happening in the present present where they're attacking Baxter Stockman's stronghold. They're making like the really their first big attack as a resistance group against Baxter Stockman here. And it's a battle sequence. It's a full on, almost like a full on war <laughs> for what happens. Um, and you know what? This might sound weird, but it might be just a little bit of a criticism where the story of the last Ronin, obviously, it's very heavily samurai influenced. Again, kind of similar to Star Wars Vision with uh, Japanese culture. Hey, Tim, especially, Tim. Yeah. Can I stop you and say, I don't think Japanese culture fits in with TMNT. Oh, uh, well, I don't think you're going to enjoy this issue, Dane. In fact, uh, uh, have you even seen Ninja, Red Ninja Turtles before? <laughs> Hence, uh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, unless you saw it in the UK where they couldn't use the word ninja, you might have been oh, a little right. confused. <laughs> what is it Teenage Mutant UK? Hero Turtles. Hero Turtles, right. <laughs> oh man hero turtles <laughs> I mean, technically it's true but come on hero turtles does not have the same ring as ninja turtles <laughs> no it doesn't it does not <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah again not i don't want this to be a big nitpick but i just wish because it's more of a army battle with guns and weaponry artillery like that type of battle where I wished it was a little scaled back to more of like a samurai ninja battle where it's like katanas and the weapons the Ninja Turtles use. I mean, Mikey's still using them, but I just wish kind of the rest of the group, it was more of that type of battle instead of like a more modern military soldier type battle with these like laser guns, machine guns, missiles and all that type of stuff. I mean, this is a small nitpick, but I just kind of wish it was more in that like samurai Ronin um, 
scale when it comes to the battles as well. But again, this is a small nitpick that I have about it, but not taking away from the story. So things, again, without spoiling it, things end to where they're finally going to have that final confrontation between, um, see, I feel like a bad Ninja Turtle fan. I'm blanking on <laughs> the uh, descendant of Orokusaki, the new leader of the Foot Clan, his first name. But um, that final battle is going to be ensuing, obviously, in the final issue next time, and things are set up uh, for that to take place. So, um, again, another fantastic issue. The artwork is amazing, as always. We get that flashback, another flashback sequence that's told from Mikey's perspective, done by Kevin Eastman, which is always a highlight in these issues now. Um, so that mixed in well, again, as you throw that in with a great flashback with Donnie and Splinter the new relationship and bond that's forming between Michelangelo and Casey, which even if the series is done, we'll see when it's over, we'll see what happens to Michelangelo. If he survives, I hope he does, because I want to see more of him as the sensei and take on a student of his own, which I would love to see more stories of that. Uh, because the little bit we got in this issue, issue just begs for more. So there is a revelation revealed about April and Casey's daughter, which I don't necessarily know if it was needed or not. We'll see if it plays a role later on in the final issue. Um, but I'll be curious to hear what you think of that too, Dane. But <laughs> see if it's something that's worth having or not for her character. But we'll see. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Hiroto. It is. Hiroto. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oroku Hiroto. Yes, yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see how well that plays out in the final issue. But another fantastic, solid issue. I can't wait till we get the final issue and I can read all all of them back to back as one complete story. I just did that on Batman Day with the three Jokers. And you know how much I loved every issue of that. But reading it all together as one story just elevates it even further as an all-time classic Batman story, in my opinion. And I think it's going to be exactly the same with the last Ronin. It's, I'm already think, I already think it's a TMNT classic, but... Um, seeing how this issue ends, or the next issue ends, and I don't have reason to believe that it's not going to end in a satisfying way with how great all the others have been, but I can't wait to read all issues as one story, and I think it's going to elevate it even further. So, yeah, small nitpicks aside for this one, another great issue. I'm going to go ahead and give it four and a half out of five ignorant people we see online reacting to <laughs> TV shows, musicians, <laughs> movies for stupid reasons, so. I guess that was long enough to cover all that. <laughs> yeah, you got everything. So, yeah, I guess that'll do it for this one. So, as always, Dane, I'll throw it to you for the outro. All right. Uh, just go over to the Batman Universe at thebatmanuniverse.net, Facebook.com, slash Batman Universe, Twitter handles at Batman Universe, the show's Twitter handles at Batman's Podcast, uh, Tim's Twitter handles at TimG311. I'll say it this one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think <laughs> my Twitter handles at Bates says banana. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. And uh, if you want to email the show, you can email the show at badpantsproutplants at gmail.com. So, with that, I appreciate at the end of every single episode. We love each and every one of you with all of our anime style hearts. <laughs> anime style yeah I like that one <laughs> see you guys next time see you next time everybody <laughs>